0: Hello, and welcome to the Romanon League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'm going to go through some of my observations from last week's game versus the Bengals. Washington got his first one of the preseason and had some young players step up, and I'll dive into them in this episode. I also will do a final 53-man roster projection for next Tuesday's cutdown day. There's a lot to get to, so let's get started. First, talk a little bit about Fitzpatrick. He had a little bit up, of up and down performance. Um, you know, he went through some good reads in some of his progressions. Um, obviously, a big play of Logan Thomas was nice, setting him up for a nice run after the catch. Really, was more a good play design, but Fitz did really to sell it and look to the opposite side of the field of where the ball was going. That was nice. Um, uh, great throw to Yami Brown on the sideline. Um, you know, I love he's giving receivers the chance. Not many quarterbacks in this franchise have done that in the last couple years. Uh, so that's always good to see. Obviously he missed some open receivers, or at least, you know, some open receivers. The one to Humphreys, in the end zone was, you know, clearly overthrown. Um you definitely had some misses. Maybe he's a little more amped up in the preseason. You know, his first, you know, only second action here for Washington. Maybe he just was a little more geared up than usual. So I mean I'm not too worried about it, you know, but this is also kinda of the Fitzpatrick experience. He's gonna have some games where he's on fire and some of the time he's a little bit off. There was another I think the second possession or third position of the game, uh, he had Terry McLaurin in the slot, you know, running to you know a deep you know go slash fade ball, and Terry you know absolutely crushed the man off the line and got a beautiful release. But um, Fitzpatrick didn't even look at to him, you know, could have been a touchdown or you know, at least a big play. So um, again, early in the process, a lot of a lot of things to work out for this offense, and especially Fitzpatrick, uh, particularly when you're learning new offense apparently this is a lot different offense than he's had in this you know previous 16 17 years in the league so it's gonna be a little bit of a uh transition for him so hopefully that will you know come into play sooner rather than later and you know they can get on their p's and q's by week one Antonio Gibson has some nice runs like you know there's a couple play stretch where he got the ball three four times in a row out of the backfield once on a screen once um on a run play where he almost broke it for a bigger game than it was um definitely you know he's running hard um you know obviously still looks pretty big um i thought he actually would lose some weight in off he's not that he looks you know sloppy anymore and definitely he's a big thick running back that's kind of what he is but um you know i don't think it's gonna hinder his speed either and obviously that strength is gonna get him to you know get some bigger plays in the short yardage game which he did struggle in you know this this week um i think he was a little hesitant hitting the holes and then run his. um he ran i guess a little hesitant going towards the line and that's almost a little bit of a step back than we saw at the end of the last season. So hopefully he can work on that. Maybe that's why Peyton Berber is still around through the short yard situations. But it's going to come in time. Obviously, Antonio Gibson is obviously still very, you know, young and new to the position. So, and I'm obviously very high on him. If you've heard any of my previous podcasts talking about him, even uh, on the field and in fantasy football, I think Antonio Gibson's going to be a real breakout player. Jared Patterson, obviously, I don't know really what else there is to say at this point. He had a great week one and week two. Not too, not too surprised. I liked him at Buffalo a lot. Obviously, the stats were there—a smaller school guy, um, still D1 though. It's not like he, you know, was playing against horrible competition. So, um, I, I kind of figured he would be this preseason star that all the fans have fall in love with, and that's kind of what he's done. At this point, I don't think you can cut him because he's going to get picked up. He's shown, you know, well enough. He even return a cake for 35 yards. It was huge something he can show that he can do for this team if he makes the roster, even if he's not getting the money many plays or opportunities on the offensive side of the ball. So. Um, Obviously love his he, he's just a natural runner. You know, he's really good at hitting the hole Seeing the lanes open up really good at cutbacks So um, he's a guy that I think is a really good, you know quality stash on this roster You might have a big role this year But maybe year two when McKissick's a free agent and Barbara's free agent. They might lean on Patterson more I mentioned Yami Brown earlier in that pass by Fitz obviously with just one play, but it shows what he can do in the deep ball um, good aggressive hands show a lot what he did at UNC I'm going up and getting that ball like it was, you know, easy for him. You know, going against a good corner. Um, I think it was Cheeto Wozier from the Bengals, who's been a starter for the Cowboys throughout his career. So, uh, in his first year with Cincinnati, Diambi, you know, made a play easily over and effort, effortlessly over him. So, i have really high on Diambi Brown. Um, I think he's going to really force his way to play, um, maybe by midweek, mid-year this year, and you know, become a constant, maybe one of the starters opposite of Terry McLaurin for this team, especially by 2022. Antonio Guinea Golden had a strong day. Um, also high on him, loved him at Liberty. Um, definitely knew it was going to be a process for him coming for Liberty, being that short, I mean, that small school guy. Um, and no offseason last year with a pandemic, and he had the hamstring injury and stuff like that. So I'm glad that he showed up. I mean, he had a nice running catch on one play, caught a slant. Um, also, the two-point conversion is exactly what this team envisioned for him when they drafted him. Very, you know, big, strong hands, physical, imposing presence. He just plucked that ball out of the air and cornered right all over him. It didn't matter. So... Um, that was great to see i think he definitely is going to make this roster now especially after the releases of calvin Harmon and steven sims jr i think aggs you know should make the team and he you know might not have a huge role in the beginning of the part of the year but i wouldn't be surprised if they try to put him in co- in roles like that jump all situations to give him a shot um because that is his specialty It's what he was perfect at at le- liberty at so um i think he will carve out a role in this offense in this year William Bradley King had a sack. He was constantly around the ball. The seventh round pick out of Baylor, um, I think he's making his way onto the roster. They definitely need some defensive end depth, and William Bradley King looks like he can provide that. Um, at the very least, he you can know, provide you ten to fifteen plays a game. Um, you know, coming in for relief of Chase and Montez Sweat. So um, he had a guy. He was a guy that had a lot of good sack production at, at, at Baylor. Um, his last year, he transferred. That was his senior year for at Baylor. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that I think is going to, you know, get better in time and more reps he get. I just like that he was constantly around the ball. He had some good you know power rushes as well. So Bradley King had a nice game. Jamin Davis um, plugged the run on a couple nice plays. I still think he needs some more reps. To me, it still looks like he's thinking a little too much out there, which is, you know, valid considering he's a rookie and really his first action you know, in the NFL. So, um, I thought it was interesting that Ron to say that he, you know, a little more comfortable with Cole and John Bossick in those situations. So that tells me that Jamie Davis isn't going to be on the field in nickel situations. So at least at the beginning. So, and, you know, I think Davis eventually will be really good in that role because I think he is good in coverage, but if they don't trust him right now, um, it is better to have a guy like Bossick and Holcomb who have some experience playing in those situations. So, um, but again, I think Jamie Davis Upside is unlimited and it's just, you know, might be a little slower start for him. And he really only had one year of starting in Kentucky, so it's gonna maybe take a little time to transition to the NFL. Um, but again, I still have high hopes for him this, you know, this rookie year. Benjamin St. Juice and Tori McTyre got the start at cornerback for Kendall Fuller and William Jackson the third. Both played fantastic. McTyre was good again in man cover situations, better off his week against the Patriots, had a great training camp. I think he definitely is the fifth corner at this point. St. Juice, the rookie third rounder in Minnesota. Fantastic as well. A good pass break up on Jamar Chase. Um, Saint Juice is, you know looks apart part out there. Tall, rangy corner, athletic. Um, you love the way he's playing out there. I think at this point, maybe Kendall plays in the slot. I mentioned before in previous podcasts, and Saint Juice is that starting corner opposite of William Jackson. Um, june Moreland played really well as well in the slot too. So that's not a bad option as well to have Moreland in the slot and Kendall, uh, William Jackson third opposite of Kendall. So uh, the team has some really good depth of corner. That was great to see. They were going against three great receivers in Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Um, I know Jamar Chase has got a lot of flack for those drops and this is off subject, but I'm a big Jamar Chase fan. If anyone lists my mock draft episodes, um I think people were putting a little too much in the guy hasn't played in over a year due to COVID, he dropped it out. I think he's still gonna be a great player for the Bengals. Um so I think it's a little, you know, rush of judgment. He barely dropped the ball at L S U. You know, I think he's still going to be a great player in the NFL. I just think he had a poor game last Friday night and it's, you know, going to get rectified with more reps and more time in the system um, in, in Cincinnati. But, you know, getting back to Washington again, again, love the way St. Juice attacked the ball and, um, physical man coverage. Um, he can get a little too physical. He might get some, you know, hell holding calls throughout the year, but um, just love love his style overall. And I think he had a really nice game um, this past Friday night. And lastly, you know, Landon Collins. Landon Collins is back, man. I, I think I've said that before. I, I thought it was high for him. I was high on him coming into this year. I know he had a poor showing his first six games last year before the injury, but the dude has talent. You know, he's, uh, you know, missile cool coming towards the ball. Great in the, great in the box. We all know that. Um, only 27 years old. Amazing recovery he's made from his injury. It shows how much he loves this game, and he got back in that quickly, came back that quickly, and you know lost weight and is in the best shape of his career. So I'm really high on Landon. I think he's gonna have a great year this year, pair with Cam Curl and uh, Bobby McCain. Or I think those three guys getting you know, a lot of reps at safety position. So um, it's great to see Landon back. And I think you know that was obviously a great play he made on Thaddeus Moss, former Washington player um in the flat and that was you know really big hit and he was one of the reasons jamar chase dropped one of those balls too because lana was right there if jamar made that play so um great to see lana back healthy and uh he's primed for a big 2021 season next to my 53 man roster projection i did one after minicamp um doing this one this week because cut down day is next tuesday august 31st at 4 p.m um our the game is on saturday night um guys are you know gonna start getting hit sunday and monday it's not gonna all come on tuesday night tuesday at four so um thought i would get this out now <laughs> i got three quarterbacks obviously ryan Fitzpatrick the starter taylor heineke the backup kyle allen the third the third stringer not much, you know, to really say there. I think it's pretty clear cut. Uh, Montez, Steve Montez might have a shot at the practice squad again like he did last year. Um, he had a good first game against the Patriots and it seemed like they're still trying to explore the athleticism, you know, reports in minicamp, you know, OTAs was that, you know, he might do like a Taysom Hill role. So maybe they can work on that if he makes a practice squad. Running back, I have four. I have Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber, and Jared Patterson. You know, Jared Patterson has played his way out of this roster. Um, He deserves to be on this roster. If he can be a kick returner. that's even great. You know, it provides some special teams play. He can be active on game days. Peyton Barber still is a guy they like in short yardage situations. And obviously, J.D. has not been featured much this preseason, but that's obviously not a big deal. He had a great year last year, great out of the backfield, and he's a quality part of this offense. Had him going seven wide receivers. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphries, De'Ami Brown, Cam Sims, Antonio Ganey-Golden, and Deandre, De'Andre Carter. De'Andre Carter is far and away their best-time returner. He can return kicks as well. Um, they signed him in offseason. I think a lot of people you know, didn't bat an eye when they signed him, kind of just a depth signing. And I was one of them as well, but he, he's played well at receiver. Um, by all accounts are in practices. He got some first team reps last week against the Patriots. Um, I think Dax Milne and Isaiah Wright are the other two guys. If they keep seven to keep an eye on Dax Milne, obviously the seventh rounder from BYU. He returns some punts as well. I think they'd love to give him on the practice squad. Isaiah Wright, Ron Aver, um, mentioned him when talking about players that that uh stuck out this preseason in training camp and isaiah made the roster last year as an undrafted guy so you can't discount him he's definitely another practice squad um candidate if he doesn't make the team but i think deandre carter you know has what they're looking for in the return game he would probably be the best partner this team has had you know last four or five years so um i could see him making the roster and them going seven deep tight end i have three obviously logan thomas john bates the rookie fourth rounder from boise state and then i have ricky seals jones he's been getting the most prep preseason he's been the most healthy Tamara Hemingway and samus reyes missed last week as a concussion hopefully they can play this saturday to get some more reps and some more time to show that they can be on this roster i think samus reyes you know from the jump is going to be a price squad guy even those couple catches he had against the patriots you could tell how unnatural he looked double catching everything and again i'm not nitpicking on him but i mean he's never played organized football before so that is totally understandable um it's just you know it's really hard to have a guy like that make your 53 that you know has trouble catching the ball um, definitely is a physical player um i like the way he was attacking his blocks in that week one game but again i i just don't think he should make the 53 at this point so um and i, I don't see too many teams jumping off of him to make the 53 if you know if they lose him but again hopefully um he can make it to the practice squad rizzo jones had experience and some success in this league most natural tight end that's still fighting for that third spot so i think sales jones should make it um got nine office alignment in the starting five of charles leno jr eric flowers chase rouillier Brandon Sheriff and Sam Cosme. Um, backups being Cornelius Lucas, Wes Schweitzer, Sadiq Charles, and Ted Larson. Um, that means, key like he, guys, like Keith Ishmael's not going to make the roster. The, Fitt, the fifth round over 2020. He's a guy, the press wide candidate. Um, I can see David Sharp making made this roster as well. He's been missed, co- missed for COVID the last couple weeks, but um, they did trade for him and re-sign him. You know, they traded for him last offseason and re-signed him this past offseason. So... You know he's an option as well if they want to keep 10 linemen but i think right now that's you know pretty locked in starting nine i mean nine making this offensive line roster we got five dns uh chase young montez sweat william bradley king who i mentioned you know, earlier in the episode james Smith Williams is a second year seventh rounder from nc state another you know, guy that's had a nice camp um good quality um depth guy uh, he's good off the edge he can play inside as well high motor uh, rusher and then um Shaka Tony, I think he could play a little linebacker as well. Another seventh rounder rookie from Penn State um, He had a good career at Penn State. I think it's a guy that they, they should try to keep on this roster If not, obviously look for the pride squad for him D tackles, uh, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Einatis, Tim Settle um, This is up there with quarterback as the most clear-cut. Um, those, those four definitely making it um, Maybe there's a fifth in David Bada, the international prospect from Germany he could he had a, he had a nice week one against the patriots so maybe they go that way instead of keeping Shaka tony um i got five linebackers jamon davis cole holcomb john bostic kalike hudson and david mayo Mayo's a solid special teamer um and kalika hudson another good special teamer coming into a second year coming out of michigan in 2020 um he has some upside too to plan defense as well i like the way he covers um smaller linebacker but you know a guy that can maybe play that buffalo nickel they like so much that cam and Atlantic uh, collins have been playing as well so uh kalika hudson is a, i think definitely a lock for this roster as well you have five corners Kenneth fuller william jackson the third benjamin st Just, jimmy moreland and Tori mctyre um that's a solid group of five uh and one of the best cornerback units this team has had in a while uh troy apke is still in play there ron rivera mentioned him as well when talking about guys that started out this you know preseason in training camp He's gotten better as camp has gone on. Um, obviously, we know he was a failed experiment at safety. Um, and in corner, if they like him enough, I mean, obviously, he has a lot of physical tools. He's a really solid special teams player as well. I could see Apke making this team um, and you know, let him develop a little more. But, you know, at this point, I don't know he, who, who Ross brought he would take over if they go six corners. So Hapke is still in consideration. There's assume Danny Johnson um, can make it as well, but his, his name is uh, fizzled out as well. Obviously, he can return kicks as well. That's one of his saving grace. Um, safety has him keeping five. Um, Landon Collins, Cam Curl, Bobby McCain, Shazer Everett, and Jeremy Reeves. Now, that leaves out rookie six-rounder from Derek Forrest from Cincinnati. And I am high on him, him as well. He's more of a strong safety um Cincinnati, another guy that comes downhill and hits you like a missile but i think they can get him to the practice squad um this is more i'm a little higher on jeremy reeves right now than him jeremy reeves is more of a natural free safety and that's something that they're lacking out of these five safeties you know vanna collins is strong cam curl is more of a strong but can't play free bob mccain is a free safety the shade driver is a little more of a strong safety as well um so jeremy reeves is why i have him make the roster is because he played really well that second half of the year um last year when they need him to play and start a free safety and you're know, still a younger guy I think he can get better as well like his range as a deep middle free safety So I have him that's the main reason I have him over direct for us on this at this point point. And then lastly the last three to at the 53 you have a specialist in Tressway Dustin Hopkins And uh, Cameron Cheeseman the rookie from Michigan. So that's your 53. Um, we'll see how close I was You know this time next week um, but, you know, and obviously there can be more guys that they pick up off waivers that are not even on you know, the radar right now. So, um, which is very possible. Maybe they look at a guy at d- the defensive end they want to bring over to the team. Uh, maybe even a lineman that they're not, or tight end, obviously are very possible as well. So at this point, the guy's currently in the situation. This is where I think the 53 will shake out. Well, with that, that will conclude this Room Around League episode. Even though it's only preseason, it's nice to get a win, you know, like the team did last week against the Bengals. They wrap up the preseason this Saturday against the Ravens. Which will lead to cut-down day next week. As of right now, looks like the starters might play a little bit on Saturday, which I wasn't expecting, but I guess we'll figure it out and we'll find out on Saturday night how everything goes. There will be some tough cuts for this team, which is good because it shows they have talent. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout Twenty One and Instagram at Roman Run League on the Score Pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host Tyler Roman signing off. See you next time.